This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Toronto, you talk to any hockey person from Toronto, they'll tell you that there are Leaf fans in that town, not hockey fans, because nobody goes to the Marley games and nobody goes to the junior games. There are Leaf fans. See what I'm saying? In Canada, you say you're a hockey fan, but I think you're an NHL fan. Although I think the crowds are, are getting better for the junior games, but we're in the frickin' second round of the playoffs, I would hope so. It's a fun debate. Oh, for sure. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. That is Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. It's the RP Show coming at you. Whoa! My computer just fired up. The old YouTube, don't you know? We're uh, coming at you. (laughs) Why do I feel like we're not ready? I've only been sitting in this chair for 25 minutes. It is episode number 755 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Live on the Game Plus TV network. And live streaming on YouTube as well. And listen live 24-7 at rodpeterson.com. Let's bring in the co-host from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, which is smack dab in the middle of Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary. Don't you know? And it's Darren Moose-Dupont. How are you doing, Moose? I'm doing great. How are you, Rod? Good. I'm good now. Um, Now that i got everything all sorted out. Coming up on the program today, a couple good friends of ours from TSN, Darren Dreger and Dave Poulin. Two great guys. One from Timmins, Ontario, one from Langenberg, Saskatchewan. And I got to tell you, they were two of the guys that I scoffed at for being Leaf fans working for TSN, saying that they were going to rough and tumble the Tampa Bay Lightning out of the rink. And lo and behold, tonight, the Lightning are facing elimination against those very same Toronto Maple Leafs. And I heard the intro there, the boys rolled. Nice clip, guys, where we said that the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost their hunger. I'm, I'm breaking a little bit with tradition here with a quick six. I'm, I'm jumping back to last day, uh, yesterday's show, Moose, because I, I want to hear from Eastern Canadians. I want to hear from Leaf fans. I know they're not limited to Eastern Canada. What do you got? You're stopping me? What? I don't think I have your audio. So if the guy's back in the... Uh, I can't hear problem, you. You can't I, hear me. Ah, now, now I can hear, I can hear you. you now. Okay. Now, you, now I can hear you. You can hear me. Okay. So anyways, I want to hear from the Leaf fans. I want to hear from Eastern Canadians about this game tonight and how you're feeling because there was people writing me on Twitter saying, Rod, don't, don't, don't poke the bear. Don't rile up the lightning and wake them up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're listening to me. They probably are watching this show uh, by virtue of what I heard last night at FLA Live Arena. Yes, the NHL people are watching, but I'm not sure that Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky and those guys are. Maybe they are, Moose. I don't know. But I guess the question is, do the Lightning wilt tonight and do the Leafs hammer that door shut? 
Good question. You know, and, and it seems like for every one of these games, you get a feeling of which way it's going to go, you know, especially when you watch as much hockey as you and I have in our lifetimes. Um, I, I don't know. I have a pretty good feeling about the game tonight. Like, I, I don't feel like it's going to be a, uh, a Tampa romp like it was a couple of games ago. But there's no question Tampa will be ready to go. I mean, they've started well in just about all of these games. It's a matter of can they finish. You know, and, and for Toronto, it's the pressure of a game and an opportunity to win a series. And they have never proven the ability to be able to shut the door. So this is a massive test for that group in Toronto. Big game. Can't wait. And uh, just to say a couple things. Uh, John Massey writing in from Edmonton. Good guy. He says, Rod, let's settle our differences and together troll, together troll the Leafs for the rest of the playoffs. Um, I would be down with that for sure. But let's just hang on a little bit. Let's one day at a time, as they say. Um, and if people are chiming in with their comments, everybody's excited. Everybody's all geeked up. Tell your friends that we are on the air right now, live on YouTube and Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. I'm loving the fact that I'm kind of reinventing myself. I got the guys from Pink Drink saying, Rod, can you push more posts about the Pink Drink? I'm like, boys, back off. Everybody knows I'm on the pink drink. Everybody knows I lost 60 pounds. Last night at FLA Live Arena, I got people saying, oh, you're GQ. Never seen you wear a suit before. And I'm like, guys, I wore it for how many years, Darren? Decades as a hockey guy. Like, they just, they forget it, right? So everybody knows. And, and the one thing about last night in the press box, talking to my dad's scouting buddies, they were there. I'm not going to name them, but they're introducing me, and they're like, yeah, this guy's dad, his dad, Jimmy, he's a legend. He's a legend back home. How many years with the Stars? Would you? I said 26 years with the Stars. And they said, so you're down in South Florida. What made you settle in South Florida? I'm like, everybody's asking. I've been everywhere, Moose, as you know. This is the best place I've ever been. This is where I want to be. End of story. And uh, Calgary's pretty awesome, too, in Alberta. And hey, we actually have some very exciting news coming up with that. But there's the opening preamble and the guests. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And like I said, we are out of, uh, we're going to be a little out of order in what we do here today. And that just makes it fun. So we start with this. Carter Verhage set a Florida postseason record with a five-point night. And the Florida Panthers escaped a three-goal deficit to beat the Washington Capitals 5-3 and take a 3-2 lead in their series. I can read this story, but let me give you some real stories. When I went and sat down with my guy, Thad, and it's all on my Instagram story, the manager of the beach house, the general manager, and he had Jess with him. She's the, uh, one of his managers. They were down 3 nothing. the Panthers. Went and sat with him. It was 3-3. Three, three. And I'm like, okay, guys, got to roll. And they're like, wait, aren't you staying for the third? And I'm like, no, I think the Panthers got this one. And they came back and they did this. Bob stopped 30 shots for Florida. Verhege had two goals and three assists for the Panthers. That broke the Panthers' playoff scoring record that nobody's going to know who had it. It goes back to 1996. I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't expect you to get it, Moose. Ray Shepard said it on April 22, 1996. You remember that name? Yeah, that's a blast from the past. Right. Absa-smurfly. And, uh, and by the way, on that team was Bill Lindsay. I think I was telling you, I was coming out of the press box bathroom. He was going in. I just love him so much. He's the radio guy for the Panthers. He's on NHL Network. And he was on that Panthers team. And I'm like, hey, Billy, 
And he's like, hey, Roddy. I'm like, how does he know who I am? Although he's been on the show a couple times. He's, he's, he's sharp. He's from Fernie. Yeah. He's got schutzpah and whitefish. Yeah. So that's what happened last night. Enough stories there. Um, in Calgary, Andrew Mangiapani scored the game winner in the third period for the Calgary Flames in a 3-1 winner of the Dallas Stars. Flames now up three games to two. Mangiapani and Michael Backlund each had a goal and a helper. Trevor Lewis added an empty netter for the Flames, who pushed the Stars to the brink of elimination now. 3-2 Calgary. Jacob Markstrom had 20 saves for the Flames. Jason Robertson scored the lone goal for Dallas. And Otter stopped 29 shots for Dallas. My own take, my take on that, I didn't see the end of the game, but I had a pretty good sense that the Flames were going to win it once they got the lead. Daryl Sutter's added guys that have won cups before. Blake Coleman, Trevor Lewis. They, they have some grit to go along with what they have. I see Craig Button said that that broke the Stars' spirit. That loss last night, what's your take on Calgary's win? Yeah, and there was a report, and we didn't see it on the TV broadcast, or at least I, don't, I didn't see it, where in the intermission, that second intermission, Daryl Sutter came out on the bench. There's like two and a half minutes left still in the intermission. And he came out of the bench and just let the guys do their thing in the room, and he knew they were ready. And, you know, one thing about the group in Calgary is they stay patient. And they don't get down, even when they're not getting the goal scoring that maybe they're used to. And the game was tight, and the, the shots were even, and things were rolling. It was 0-0. But then all of a sudden, you know, that patience paid off, and it just continued to roll and snowball in Calgary's uh, favor. And they never looked back. And, and you're right. I think that was maybe a, a backbreaker for the Dallas Stars last night. Yeah, maybe Butts is right. I guess we're going to see game six is Friday. I see my cousin Christine is watching in Medicine Hat. She says, did you enjoy the game last night? You look great. Thank you, Chris. I told you I was going to be dressed like an owner in my blueberry-colored suit and white starched shirt. And um, I had such a great time. And again, if you go back and look at all my social media from Twitter to my Instagram, Darren, they killed all the lights and everybody was given these lights. They look like firebugs. I'm like, that's cool. I've waited my whole life for this. It's awesome in the Saddle Dome. They had the light show because the playoffs are a different, they're a different thing. They're a different animal. And I think some leagues yeah. forget that. The NHL never has. I'm standing there in the press box going, I'm so happy to be here. Yes? Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I was going to ask you if you, because uh, I know you were at the game with Jeannie Bouchard last night. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, Jeannie was at the game. Was she there? In the front row, smacking on the glass. She was there. So I thought that was going to be one of those, I went to the game with Jeannie Bouchard, or was that the game with Jeannie? I heard that she was stuck up, and now I know it. She didn't even DM me, so it's true. She's stuck up. Moving on. <laughs> and I see that there's questions. There's questions coming in here, so we'll get to them. Now it's me and Moose's time in the warm-up. Philip Cheitel. I hope I said that right. Philip Cheitel scored the tie-breaking goal early in the third, and New York staved off elimination with a 5-3 Rangers victory over Pittsburgh in Game 5. Penguin star Sidney Crosby left with about seven minutes remaining in the second period with what Coach Mike Sullivan said after the game was an upper body injury. It was Jacob Truba again who folded him over. And <laughs> Truba hits a ton, doesn't he? But... It's oh, almost yeah. like he fell into him. There was, there was no penalty on the play, and there certainly shouldn't be a suspension. How did you feel about the hit on Sidney Crosby? 
I was okay with it. Mike Sullivan wasn't okay with it after the game. Did you see his interaction with the reporters? No. He asked, or he asked the, you know, the reporter said, what did you think of the hit? Did you think there was intent on the hit? And he looked at the reporter and said, did you see it? The reporter goes, yes. He says, well, then I probably have the same opinion that you do. So I think yeah. he thought there was intent, but I mean, I don't know if it's good. It, it won't get a suspension. I really don't think so or a hearing. And I think it's fine. It's just too bad. We hope Sid can play. Rarely do I ever care to hear what the coaches have to say after the games. You don't ever really hear me talk about, hey, what did the coach say? Because, nay, I don't believe what they're saying for the most part. And, two, I watch the game. I can form my own opinions, formulate my own opinions on things. So, yeah, and of course, of course Mike Sullivan's going to be upset. Sidney Crosby left the game, but it was a clean hit. Yeah. So, anyways, that's for the games last night. Uh, by the way, the program is brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred Bronco Plumbing and Heating Specialist of the RP Show. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. I fire that in there because I know the boys are all watching every day from Bronco, out in their trucks, out servicing, everything. They'll just be going, huh? Tell Cam we mentioned him. I said we're going to break with uh, tradition here in the quick six. It's not just scores, okay? My second point, Tom Brady has already figured out what he's going to be doing after his playing days are over as Fox Sports announced Tuesday that he will be the lead NFL analyst for their broadcast team. They announced that Tuesday, but I think the salary just came out Wednesday, didn't it, Moose? Brady's made nearly $500 million U.S. through his long NFL career. The deal he signed with Fox is 10 years, $375 million. Tom Edward Brady is now the highest paid analyst in all of sports, and he's not even an analyst yet. Last I checked, he's coming back to play in 2022. Maybe he'll up that once he actually gets into the booth. This is more moose than he ever play, got paid as a player. I think the most he ever made is $25 million a year with Tampa. This breaks down to $37.5 million per year. I got to tell you, man, being here in South Florida, they love Tom Brady so much. I told you what they were saying on the radio yesterday. Could he own the Dolphins and be on TV? Blah, 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 blah. TV is where it's at, man. That's where it's going. I say good for Tom. I say great for Tom. And I can't wait to see him on Fox. Yeah, I can't wait to see him on Fox either. I thought, you know, I think it's going to be great. I mean, some people wonder if he's, going to be that colorful, have that much personality. He's never really warmed up to the media. I'm like, have you been watching? I think Tom's great. He's got a ton of personality, you know, and now the older he gets, the more we're letting it, we're, we're seeing it, you know, and yeah, he's polarizing and he's intense, but I think he, like, if you follow him on social media, he knows how to have fun too. And I think it's going to be tremendously entertaining. People love the stories and they want to say that Tom is uh, not great with the media. Well, guess what? Most of the media is annoying. And one night, uh, I did a banquet. I've mentioned it many times with Daryl Sutter and Brian Sutter in Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan, along with Rachel Holman and Buddy Ben's mother. And Daryl and I stood on the stage and chucked uh, haymakers at each other to the point where Rachel Holman said, I felt uncomfortable. She said that. But Daryl goes, uh, I think the question came up, why are you the way that you are? in news conferences. It might have come from me. And Daryl said, because of the media, I don't, I don't care for any of them. I don't care for the media. They waste my time. 
And I said, yeah, it's like coaches. I don't care for any of them either. They just glared at me. I'm like, well, if you're going to say that about the media, I'm going to say that about the coaches. It's completely unfair to paint all of the media with the same brush, and I don't paint all the coaches with the same brush. And he didn't like it. That's what led to his brother Rich calling me the next day and saying, what, what did you do to Daryl last night? I said, I don't know. I, t- I stood up to him, which nobody ever does. Anyways, moving on. Dub Hub Junior Hockey Stuff. Dylan Genther scored two goals and assisted on another to lead the Edmonton Oil Kings to a 4-2 win over Red Deer and a series sweep. Brent Sutter's Red Deer Rebels. You can't throw a stone in Alberta without hitting a Sutter. The victory improves Edmonton's postseason record to 8-0. and uh, Winnipeg and Moose Jaw also played Wednesday night, and the Ice beat the Warriors 5-3. They're now up three games to one and can close it out Friday night in the Ice Cave in Winnipeg. There was one other dub game Wednesday. The Seattle Thunderbirds blanked the Portland Winterhawks 5-0 to get on the board in the series. Seattle now trails two games to one. And in the MJ, the Dauphin Kings defeated the Steinbach Pistons 2-1. In Game 7 of the MJHL Championship Series to capture the Turnbull Memorial Trophy for the first time since 2010. The field starting to straighten out for the Centennial Cup, and we'll be there. Brooks Bandits, Estevan Bruins, Flin Flon Bombers, Dauphin Kings, and any of you people out in Eastern Canada want to tell me who's coming from Ontario. Thank you, guys. And the Maritime League, tell me, because I'm not really following that. We need to break when we come back. NHL games tonight. CFL rookie camps open. Charleston Hughes says he made a mistake. The uh, Yankees swept the Blue Jays. We're just getting going here. You're watching the uh, warm-up of the RP show on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming, and as always, 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our Pete Show continues on this gorgeous Thursday here in South Florida. By the way, for the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one. Burrito half off at Taco Time all day today with over 120 locations of taco time in canada and the united states there's always one near you again buy one get one half off burrito full thursday at taco time on the way darren dreger and dave poolin from tsn uh the moose is loose he's with us uh blue jays falling in new york yesterday glabor torres delivered a go-ahead three-run homer and a two-run single to lead the yankees to a 5-3 win over the blue jays yanks have won seven straight series to get to a major league best 22-8. and eight. Toronto, meanwhile, has lost four in a row, seven of its last nine. I see the panic. I see the panic. And I only see the panic because I'm not watching the games, Moose. I am up to my eyeballs in Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, there's no reason for the Blue Jays fans to panic yet. It's not even May long weekend yet. I know. It's, it's too early to panic. But at some point, you, you got to understand we want this team to be a first-place team. We're expecting them to be a World Series contender. you got to play like it night in and night out, day in and day out. Can't really have a lot of lulls because you'll be left behind pretty quick. But you're right. It is way too early to be in a, in a panic situation. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's stretched now to about 10 days since they lost the series in Cleveland, now swept in New York. So it's not, not meh, about a week. It's not a good thing. <laughs> it's, I just opened the text line here. Alan Miller. Not that Alan Miller. This guy's from Yorkton. He writes in and says, what is up with the Jays? Uh, I'm, he asks that, and I think it's because they ran into the Yankees, for one. And for two, I've been reading some coverage this morning. I had some extra time on my hands. And the Blue Jays are still referred to as the powerful Toronto Blue Jays. So they'll be heard from in the end, but I think the best they're looking at is a wild card spot. I think we can pencil that in now if the Yankees are the best team in the American League, even the best team in baseball. Um, Alan has found this on Game Plus Television, and he has fired a string of text questions to us. So just hang on, Alan. There's a lot of people got into the queue ahead of you. So I answered the Jays question, but there's more. Randy in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus TV, where they carry this wonderful channel on Bell MTS Cable. He says, good morning, RP Show. Your comeback kids did it again. Nice win by the Panthers to see a sellout crowd in Florida. It was beyond capacity last night in FLA Live Arena. Don't tell the fire marshal. Because the official capacity there is 19,000 and change. I was told there was over 20,000 last night in the facility. And I believe it. And by the way, he picked, Randy picked the Panthers to win 5-2. They actually won 5-3. How about that, boys? That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, we'll get to some of these questions here. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. The poll question is, who should win the Hart Trophy as NHL MVP? The NHL announced the finalists this morning. It's not a surprise to anybody who they are. They are Connor McDavid. Austin Matthews, and Igor Shesterkin, the goalie for the New York Rangers. The other two guys' household names, Shesterkin's not, but he's getting there. And uh, let me have a look here. Austin Matthews is leading the way with 46% of the vote. Austin freaking Matthews. That's why I asked Eastern Canada and the Leafs Nation, if that's what you guys call yourselves, to rise up and vote in the poll today. Austin Matthews leading with 46%. Do you think this will be an Eastern bias thing, a Toronto bias thing, Darren, and that will carry Matthews to winning it all? I, no. I mean, I, I think he's going to win it. I think he deserves to win it. I do, I do. And it's not, yeah, I do. I think, you know, the 60 goals, I think he plays a, a real 200-foot game. And I think, you know, they had a franchise record for points. There's all these things that go into it. I think he was, he was very good his best year so far. McDavid, though, there's an argument to be made for all of them, right? I mean, it's, I imagine the voting was really tight. Um, I'm getting to that CFL stuff, and thanks to everybody for hanging in. This is point five, NHL tonight. Edmonton star defenseman Darnell Nurse will serve a one-game suspension while his Oilers play the Kings in Los Angeles tonight. Nurse was punished for headbutting Kings forward Philip Deneau late in the second period of the Oilers' 5-4 overtime loss game. In Game 5, Edmonton enters Game 5 tonight, facing elimination, trailing the Kings three games to two. I can't even think about what will happen if the Edmonton Orders lose tonight. They weren't supposed to have problems with the Los Angeles Kings, if you remember, Moose. Uh, the over-under has been set at 6.5. I actually won a bet last night for the first time with Bet Rico. I don't know if you saw that or not. I, 
threw down some change on uh, the over-under. I took the over in the Caps-Panthers game. It was 6.5, and there were eight goals scored. Booyah. I don't really know, Moose, the betting lingo like you. So yeah. at Bet Regal, it's Oilers minus 140. I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah, they're favored to win the game. Um, it's, I don't know. Like, this Oilers team's interesting. Darnell Nurse logs a ton of minutes in the back end, plays so tough defensively, can chip in the other in the offensive zone. They're going to, it's a big hole to fill. Um, at the end of the day, I really think it's going to be Mike Smith versus Jonathan Quick. You know, and Mike Smith has had some really good games in this playoffs. He has. He's made the blunder. And Jonathan Quick has had a couple of bad games, too. But when he's on and, and uh, re, you know, that's the, the old Jonathan Quick magic, L.A.'s got a chance, man. I think you just nailed it. And what was the game? I'm just, I'm just hooked on this NHL network. I love the analysts. Brian Lawton, whom I've met once, but he wouldn't remember. Stu Gribson, good friend. Um, Billy Lindsay, who I found out apparently I'm good friends with. They just, they're so good. And they were referring to some other series as a goalie series. I can't remember which one. And I'm like, there's, ah, it was the Dallas Calgary one. That obviously it is. Those are very low scoring games. And Daryl talked about that. If it's more than a one goal spread, it's because it's an empty netter. And I'm with you tonight. I think it comes down for the rest of this series to goaltending. And if you got to put Jonathan Quick up against Mike Smith, I'm going with Quick. But it's a hell of a game tonight. Um, DG in Saskatoon writes in. He says, morning, guys. Just a bit more on the Tom Brady announcement. A lot of chatter that Fox announced he'll be doing all of the biggest games. So the question is, does that mean he'll do less than 18 weeks in the regular season? He may yield that power and could avoid a Bears-Panthers Week 7 game, for example. Also, Fox has this year's Super Bowl rights. If he's not playing, is he in the booth? Obviously, DG and Saskatoon, those are rhetorical questions. We don't know the answer to that. But this is what I know about the TV networks. They work. They're people like slaves. And I'm not going to uh, name networks or people. But we've had a lot of them say to us, you guys got it so great, doing whatever you want, going wherever you want. We don't have 10-year, $375 million contract. Or maybe you do, Darren, I don't know. But I mean, some of these guys are being paid 3 to $5 million per year. Uh, I guess slaves aren't paid that much, but I'm saying they get their pound of flesh out of them. So I can't see oh, yeah. Tom Brady. I can't see Tom Brady doing less than 18 games in a regular season, plus, plus 17 games plus playoffs. There's no way. Um, and by the way, it hasn't even kicked in yet, right? Yeah. So he hasn't even hit the booth yet. So no, I don't necessarily believe that 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 he would be in the booth this year. But who knows? I don't. Uh, nothing surprises me anymore. Two uh, CFL rookie camps opening. I was talking to Darren on the phone about this this morning. Look, Canada's a hockey country, but even in Canada, they don't care about NHL rookie camps. Trust me, I know. They've had them in Kelowna. They've had them in Red Deer. Nobody shows up but the scouts for the most part. So with these rookie camps, I don't know how much time you're spending. I mean, I just I had a text this morning from my guy Tim, buddy of mine. 
in uh, the sweatpants capital, and he said, Rod, with the latest developments, is there going to be a work stoppage in the CFL? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not following it. That is a fact, because I'm kind of annoyed at what I heard. And I don't know if it was you yesterday, Moose, or the this coach that I was talking to that said these owners that are negotiating with the players don't care how much damage is being done to the league brand, how much damage is being done to the relationship to the players. They don't care. And to be honest, I feel bad for the new owners, like Amar Doman in BC, who is very cool. You know what I think of the president in Edmonton, Victor Quee? I'd love to hear from those two, because I feel like the old guard of CFL ownership and presidency are the ones dealing with the players, not the new guard. And it's like, you guys just go over there and stay on your Instagram and Twitter. We'll handle this. So I'm not following much more than that. I'll get into the Charleston Hughes thing in a minute. But um, have I read that right, Moose, as far as you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think anybody's really... I mean, I don't think we're really following the rookie camps. We never really do. Um, I'm following a little bit just in terms of the guys I used to watch, or I called all the Canada West games, right? So the Phil Potts and, and right. that kind of stuff. I like seeing the tweets that they're on the field. But I'm not following rookie camp position battles and who's making what catches. That doesn't matter. Like, let's get to camp and let's, let's get to the season and, and, and hopefully we're getting on the field. Yeah, I mean, I can't see that I will be following main training camp with a whole lot of interest. Rookie camps, forget about it. I mean, the, the, the Ryder fan viewers know that when I covered that team for 20 years with the rookie camp, particularly in the internet age, I was doing daily reports, scouting reports at every player, blah, 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 blah. Then I was getting hauled into an office. You said this. You had this wrong. You said, what? I'm just trying to cover the damn team. Now that I don't have to, I'm not going to. So, because I'm eyeballs deep in Stanley Cup playoffs and junior hockey playoffs. And by the way, they're playing. I mean, it's, it's confusing to me. People are saying, how come the rookie camps are open and Dakota Prokop's throwing in the Bombers camp, but he's a veteran, and they're threatening a strike. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just the wrong guy to ask. Now with Charleston Hughes, this is a very important uh, lesson to learn here, I think. Charleston Hughes coming out on Wednesday and saying that he should have never left the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in free agency last year. He went to Toronto for what believed to be, I guess, a little more money. He didn't want to take the pay cut being offered in Saskatchewan. He felt it was an insult. Six-time All-Star defensive end. He's an active player, so he's like the J.J. Watt of the CFL. He didn't want to take a little less money. There was a little bit of ego involved in there. Some, it was a back and forth between the two sides. But they got over it, now he's back in Saskatchewan. And Darren, I can give you names of players who have left for just a little more money. Corey Sheets left Saskatchewan for the Oakland Raiders in the NFL for $10,000 more. Popped his Achilles on Monday Night Football, never played again. You can see the interview, it aired on this show. Because I should never have left. Um, Stevie Baggs, same thing, left for a little more money. He was a star with the Rough Riders, but left for a little more money. He was never the same again. But I think you're the one that said history is the best teacher. <laughs> These current players can sit down yeah. and listen to the Corey Sheetses of the world and the Stevie Bags of the world until the cows come home. But until it happens to them, they're not going to listen. What do you think? I do. And it, well, you look at Sheets and, and Bags. 
there's the other side of it too. If you don't go and take that chance and go to the NFL, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. And you're all like, regret is the worst. So at least, I mean, they maybe have regrets that they should have stayed so they could keep playing, but they went and gave it their shot. So I respect that. And at least they left it out, out there. But you got to have a lot of self-awareness too and understand that maybe you're in exactly the place you're supposed to be, having the success you're supposed to have in the environment you're supposed to be in. You know, you go to a different environment, it doesn't mean you're going to just instantly be able to replicate all that success. You have to have a tremendous amount of, of self-awareness and sometimes the change of scenery, the grass isn't always greener, as they say. Well put. See you in hour two, Moose. See you then. TSN's Darren Dreger joins us next. That's going to be fantastic as we preview another night in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always check out the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Promotional consideration for the RP Show brought to you by Tough Tribe for Men. Hair products for men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to the Clean Beauty for Men Club, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. As you can see, they're celebrating in the streets here in South Florida. The Panthers have pushed the Capitals to the brink of elimination by virtue of a 5-3 win last night. And tonight, Tampa faces elimination. And joining us to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs, the great Darren Drager of TSN, star of the uh, Insider Trading. How you doing today, Dregs? I'm doing well. Not quite as well as you, given the backdrop that you have. I'm still stuck in my home studio here, as you can see with a bookshelf behind me. So uh, anytime you want to trade, buddy, you just let me know and I'll be on a plane. Absolutely. Well, hey, you were down here not that long ago and soaking up those NHL GM meetings and you know how great it is. But I got to ask you, Dregs, you are up to your eyeballs in the Leafs and Lightning series. And I'm a little shocked the Lightning are on the ropes. You got John Cooper saying, we're giving them the series. That's the quotes that I'm saying. What are you seeing? Because it feels to me like Tampa's lost their hunger after winning the last Yeah. Well, they're making uncharacteristic mistakes, right? And uh, because of that, people are talking about maybe it's just battle fatigue, the fact that this team has has played so much hockey over the past three-plus seasons. I don't buy that. You know, I see the disappointment on the face, and I hear the captain, Stephen Stamkos, talk about what they have to be better at. Hard to imagine that they can get stronger based on the start of last game, but uh, Toronto just took that game away in the second period, and then finished in the third in dramatic fashion with the old pad pass from Mitch Miner to Austin Matthews. So, I mean, I'm sure that John Cooper and Tampa Lightning are saying that they've got to execute better. They've got to be better in all departments. And one thing that we know is uh, you just, you, you, you can't give up the goals that Tampa Lightning have given up to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're scoring enough. Offensively, they're generating enough. So maybe they'll just tighten up defensively tonight. Hey, a little off the board here, although you may be talking about it on SportsCenter. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Igor Shesterkin up for the heart. We're running the poll today for Capital Auto Mall. Who should win mm-hmm. it? And it's Austin Matthews. Our voters are saying 
The last Leaf to win it, Ted Kennedy, 1955, if I have this right. If Austin wins it in your mind, you, you, will you sleep well? Does he deserve it that much? <laughs> I feel that he does. Um, but, man, it's a tight race, isn't it? When you look at everything that Connor McDavid uh, continues to do for the Edmonton Oilers, the case is as strong as any. But, you know, I, I'm a voter, um, and I can tell you that the three finalists on my ballot I have, and that is Matthews, McDavid, and Igor Shesterkin. I'm not going to disclose in what order. Uh, but when John Cooper, who, again, we just talked about the amount that the Lightning have won over the last couple of seasons, and Cooper deserves a good amount of the credit, a highly respected coach in the league, um, as part of his media availability earlier today after the morning skate, he didn't flat out say that Austin Matthews deserves to win the heart, but he did acknowledge how difficult it is to score 60 goals in the National Hockey League. And, and for me, that matters, Rod. You know, as, as creative, uh, as jaw-dropping uh, player, as Connor McDavid is, uh, points, all of that I understand. Goals matter more. So uh, I feel like Austin Matthews should uh, probably win. Outstanding. Well, I tell you, and I just looking up that list, the 1980s, Wayne Gretzky, just bing, 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 bing. Man, yeah. sometimes we forget, eh, how awesome this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't. I just watched Boys on the Bus the other day. My God, Dregs, what a play. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know, even when, when I, when I, we had Rick talking on the Rain Dregs podcast today, which will drop later. And, you know, we're talking and talking about just, interacting with with Gretzky on the TNT panel now granted Wayne Gretzky and Rick Tockett have been real close buddies for many many years so I don't think that there'd be much that would surprise talk uh, but just watching the game and trying to visualize see the game these postseason games through the eyes of Wayne Gretzky it never gets old it never gets old and you know just to to, to go back to that era how goals came so freely how physical the game was. It's a completely different game, but I can envision Wayne Gretzky playing in 2022 and being equally as dominant as he was back then. So uh, it's too bad we'll never get to see that, but we're, we're watching some pretty good talent when you look at Matthews and McDavid and oh. Nate McKinnon and go down the list. Shoot, he might be better, Dregs. Look at the might abuse. I'm, again, I'm watching boys on the bus. Uh, He's being just mauled. And he still had 200 Crazy. points a season. Imagine now. Yeah. Anyways, um, the Flames and the Orders are getting enough pub. If we get time, we'll get to them. But the Jets, we have a lot okay. of viewers in Winnipeg on Game Plus TV. And it ain't mm. good, Dregs. I know you're the most connected guy in the NHL. I feel you are. What is going on there with that team? Yeah, a lot. Uh, that's fairly obvious. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think Kevin Shoveldayoff uh, is, is going to have a real rough offseason. And what I mean by that, he's just not going to have an offseason. I mean, they're focused on preparing now for the draft after the draft lottery and the hockey operations pieces, you know, are, are working tirelessly in preparation for that. You know, he's acknowledged that Dave Lowry is, is uh, you know, if he's happy to come back for an interview, he can interview for the job. But I think all of us know Dave Lowry is not getting the job as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets moving forward. You know, the Barry Trotz speculation, Rod, as you know, that's going to be endless until Trotz acknowledges that he is coaching, wants to coach next year, or he's going in a different direction and he's not going back to the homeland of, of Manitoba. 
Um, so Barry Trotz is, uh, I'd, I'd call it a priority for the Winnipeg Jets. He'd be a priority hire. But if it isn't Barry Trotz for whatever reason, you know, does Pascal Vincent have an opportunity to come back into the Jets organization? He's working, you know, with the Columbus Blue Jackets now. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get an interview. And that's just the, the front office stuff. We haven't even talked about the possibilities around Mark Shifley and what's going to happen there. I don't see a Winnipeg Jets lineup next season with Mark Shifley in it. I just don't. Um, and I thought that before Mark Shifley came out and said what he said. Uh, the tricky part, Rod, is what kind of return can you expect for Mark Shifley? Excellent contract, terrific hockey player. Are you going to get what you need to make that move? Because it feels like a move that needs to be made. Well, until he opened his mouth after the last game, I would have maybe traded for him. Now I don't think yeah. I would want him on my team with that attitude. Mm -hmm. The Winnipeg viewers want to know who you think, or no, who you would like to see coach the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, well, I know Pascal Vincent is a good coach. He's proven that um, at the American League level. I know he's an excellent communicator. I don't know Pascal well, so this isn't a, a buddy promotion by any stretch of the imagination. I like the new guys coming in, Rod. I do. You know, Lane Lambert's name has been out there for a couple of years now. Uh, if he doesn't get the job in replacing Barry Trotz, I believe Barry Trotz recommended Lane Lambert, you know, to be the next head coach of the New York Islanders. And somebody needs to, to take a, not even a chance, just give him the opportunity because he is certainly ready. So there's a couple of guys for sure. I mentioned Rick Tockett earlier on the podcast. I just, I, I like everything about Rod, Rick Tockett. He reminds me of Rod Brindamore. Um, you know, just the way he played the game, uh, the old school type of coaching. But there's some new blood that's mixed in with all of that too. He works hard behind the scenes. He leans on video. He breaks down games. Um, I mean, I'm sure Talk would have interest in, in any NHL head coaching job. So. Yeah, there'll they'll be, they'll be some interesting individuals that uh, the Winnipeg Jets are going to have to consider for sure. I smiled wryly when you said Lane Lambert because, as Curtis Hunt would yeah. call him, vain, vain Lambert because he stepped right <laughs> out of the pages of GQ, as you know. Dregs, we'll let you go. You're a busy guy. Love your stuff. Keep it up, my friend. Enjoy the hockey. All right. Thanks, Rod. TSN's Darren Dreger checking in from the Big Smoke. Taco Time viewer takeover is next. We got TSN's Dave Poulin coming up in hour two. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24 hours sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. We are into it. What I'm talking about is uh, Taco Time viewer takeover. Again, it's a burrito full day. Buy one, get one half off at Taco Time. With over 120 locations across Canada and the U.S., there is always one near you. Buy one, get one half off. Burritos only at Taco Time today. It's just me and you for this segment, and then the moose will be back. The kickoff hour two, and we've got TSN's Dave Poulain coming up. I love Poulain. Good guy. He was.
the most famous person to come out of Timmins, Ontario, until Shania Twain showed up. To the 902 text line, there are quite a few texts that have come in there, and I appreciate them. It's interesting because so many new people are finding us all the time. It's like they just discovered the show. It's episode number 755. And what's great about that is all my jokes are new to them. Perfect. The fresh batch of victims every day. But Jim Wagner's been watching for a while. He's in uh, Balgoni, and he writes in, and he says, Great wisdom and insight from the moose today. Good stuff. Just, not just another pretty face. Take care, all. I'm not sure what specifically that he was referring to, because he dropped a lot of wisdom there earlier. I think it was about the CFL owners. I'm not sure. I'm just passing it along. Wilf Gerhardt watching in Steinbach, Manitoba, where it's officially summer after the Pistons lost last night in Game 7 of the MJ Final to Dauphin. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, texting in, he says, Mark Shifley to Montreal for the number one pick and a second or third rounder. Oh, what do we think about that, Winnipeg? Spicy. What do we think about that? Yeah. I don't know. Let me go to the big board here. Let me just look up Shifley. I'm thinking one for one. Shifley for the first overall pick. <laughs> See you later. I like I know, it. I did, yeah, I didn't get into this as much. He went seventh overall in 2011. Mark Shifley. The Winnipeg fans would know that. He's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine full seasons. 642 games. He's not a kid. He's not a kid. You got a proven performer, and maybe he'd be happy in Montreal. I'm trying to tiptoe around the Shifley thing because I have friends who have worked with him, um, do work with him, have worked with him. Some are fans. A lot aren't. But last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play in hour one. I'm saying Shifley for the number one overall pick at the most. You're not throwing in a second or third rounder on top of that. Nope. Not after he opened his big yap after game 82 and said what he said. You don't say what, you, what he said. Not publicly. Shouldn't have said what he said. Uh, 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 uh. From Mental Shingle Guy, writes that he says, it's a great one-two punch. You with NHL coverage and dupes with CFL coverage. I hope we have some training camp report. And not just riders, CFL. He said the Elks have Cordell Jones in camp. Kind of interested in hearing about all the quarterbacks they have. I know, you do the talking, I do the listening. LOL. No, 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 We're, we'll get into that next hour. And we did talk some CFL earlier on this hour. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back after this break on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.